Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning. The International Energy Agency published its monthly report last month. What did they have to say about the state of the market? Well, the IEA increased its demand forecast for 2023 quite significantly by 300,000 barrels per day. Um, due to increasing confidence about the reopening of the Chinese economy. Um, there haven't really been any signs recently of uh, COVID outbreaks um, leading to a reversal in that reopening. So people are becoming more and more confident about this uh, increase of demand this year. And that was really the part of the IEA's report that uh, grabbed the headlines and everyone's been talking about. Um, there's less attention paid to the fact that the IEA also increased its non-OPEC supply forecast also by 300,000 barrels per day. So um, the market being no more uh, imbalanced in their forecasts than it was in the previous month when you take those things, two things together. Um, so this means that um, the amount that the IEA sees OPEC needing to produce to balance the market, the so-called call on OPEC, remains unchanged from the last report at uh, just under 30 million barrels per day for 2023 on average. Uh, but then if we look at actual OPEC output, we see that uh, the, the IEA's forecast or, or estimate for December output was 29.1 million barrels per day. So around a million barrels per day shortfall between what the IEA's figures imply OPEC need to produce on average this year and what OPEC is currently producing. And also in the, looking at the wider OPEC plus picture, so including Russia, Mexico and, and other countries, um, that they remain significantly behind their, their targets. So it's, so really this, this report just continues the same theme of the market potentially looking pretty tight this year. There's been news of Iran attacking a tanker in the Persian Gulf. What do we know about this? Well, there, there are actually quite a few examples of rising geopolitical tension at the moment, and, and that's uh, certainly one of them. And Israel has blamed this this attack on Iran uh, it doesn't appear that the tank was actually damaged um, and little more to report than that at the moment. Um, there was also a story this morning that the International Atomic Energy Agency has detected uranium enrichment in Iran up to 84%, which is actually close to weapons grade. The, the fact that it's found some, detected some uranium with that concentration doesn't necessarily mean that all uh, uranium is now being enriched to that level. Um, but nevertheless, that is a uh, pretty worrying uh, development. Um, but in some ways, perhaps the most significant thing of all recently has been the US warning China not to supply weapons to Russia. So the, the implication being that that uh, China is already supplying some non-lethal aid to Russia that is helping it in its uh, campaign in Ukraine, and that potentially that uh, the supply of lethal weapons might be on, on the cards. Now, of course, if that did start to happen and there was... Uh, you know, some sort of a spat between the US and China over that. Who knows where that could lead in, in terms of sanctions and disruptions to the global economy or worse, uh, who knows. So if, if Ukraine goes from being a proxy war between the US and uh, or the West and Russia to being a proxy war between the West and China, um, clearly that would be a very significant development. So we're not at that point yet, of course, but uh, nevertheless, these are clearly there, there are some uh, worrying geopolitical risks on the horizon. And how has the market been reacting to all of this? Well, not really doing very much, uh, to be honest. Uh, Brent is trading in, in the sort of mid-80s for a little bit lower this morning, around 83, close to the 50-day moving average. 
and really upside targets from a technical point of view would be the recent highs and the 100-day moving average, which are both around $87 per barrel. And then the, the downside would be Friday's low at 81.80 and uh, 80 the figure from other recent lows. Turning to gas and electricity markets, Shell released its 2023 liquefied natural gas outlook. What did they have to say? Well, Shell expects that global output of LNG will rise by around 15 million tonnes this year, much as it did last year, but only a small proportion of that will come from new projects. Most of the growth uh, they expect to come from higher output from existing projects, uh, in particular the Freeport project, which uh, went offline last year due to a fire, and that's expected to recover output this year. However, regarding Russian supply, um, Shell estimates that the lost um, supply of pipeline gas into Europe is equivalent to around 60 million tonnes of, of LNG. So the growth in, in global LNG output it doesn't come close to replacing the lost supplies from Russia that uh, Europe has experienced. And so this uh, suggests there could be a significant sort of bidding tensions between Europe and uh, Asia for gas refill storage ahead of the next winter. And that brings a little bit into question, as we've been discussing for some while, as, as, to, as to whether the market is uh, perhaps being a little bit too over-optimistic now about the outlook for uh, supplies in the gas market this year, and perhaps we may well see price spikes and so on as the year progresses and everyone is trying to refill storage ahead of the next winter. Thank you, Callum. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, Len. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investec's Weekly Energy Update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investec.co.uk or visit investec.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you.